Boston baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. Is this Dateline? <laughs> I was just trying to have a nice, soothing, refreshing voice, considering everyone comments that our voices are like nails on a chalkboard. They won't stop saying like. <laughs> I can't listen to them. So I figured if I had a more vocal relaxing, fry, relaxing voice. Welcome back. To another episode. Like, would that be nice to listen to? No. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks <laughs> After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. And this is our show. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to Drinks After Work. Thank you for being here. Gail, how are we? I'm I'm as good as I can be. We just spent the last five minutes trying to get Peter to make us more orange in the studio. We have this weird thing where we think we look better when the saturation is like <laughs> turned <laughs> like Halloween pumpkin to the point orange. Where we are pumpkin orange. And he's told us multiple times, Peter's like, it doesn't look like you guys don't look good. Like you <laughs> look orange. But for some reason, like I'm just loving I'm loving what I see. <laughs> Call me an oompa loompa. I don't care. There's just something about it. Because I think I'd rather be a little orange and then risk a little like pale. Jersey Shore vibe than like washed out and pale. I agree. Which we are washed out and pale. Also agree. And it's like this threshold of if we look like what we see on the camera, if we look good, then it usually means we look washed out by the time it comes out. Exactly. Exactly. You have to beat the system. You have to beat the system. You have to trick people into thinking that you're good looking. Oh, I don't Boom. I don't know about that. But like we can <laughs> trick them into thinking we're tan. Oh, how how is life? I feel um, like we didn't we like didn't spend this weekend together, so I actually have no idea. Like I know you I know what you did, but I, I don't know who you did it with. <laughs> I actually spent the weekend all by myself Alone? like a big girl. Wow. And I didn't have a panic attack once at night when I was home alone. I'm proud of you. I was like nervous. I was expecting a call at some point at night with you freaking out. I you know, didn't. I didn't. I was so good. I feel like, okay, codependency. We know it. We love it. We hate to be it. Whatever. Whatever your journey is with codependency, we all, you know, some of us are further along in getting from codependent to independent. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I was a little content. Like, did I miss Mr. Like, okay, I have, I have a threshold. Okay. He's gone for Thursday, Friday, sorry, Sunday, Monday, five nights. Five nights is a lot. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. I'm not going to lie. It, four is like, uh, okay, but three is like the golden number. Okay. Like come back after three nights. Okay. Yeah. I could see that like three nights of good sleep, yes. uninterrupted, some good REM. Yes. You're like reading a book. Am I a bad girlfriend for like low-key like like sleeping alone sometimes? No. Yeah, I, I don't like think that's so. super normal. That's why like when, I don't know, I just, I think that sometimes just like having like the serenity of being alone. Yeah. And also it's, it's probably not even the sleeping, it's like everything leading up to it because you're not used to just like, hanging out like in silence at night by yourself. And I feel like it like puts you in like a relaxed <laughs> state. So by, by the time you go to bed, you're, why are you laughing? <laughs> why? Because in reality, you're just like watching TikTok. No. Well, yes, I was. I was thinking about how I was on Lonely Girl TikTok. This, I somehow loaned it. Uh, you were on ended Lonely up. Girl TikTok. Well, I was on Lonely Girl TikTok because I don't you're know. You're telling me like how, <laughs> how far you've come with codependency. Your boyfriend no has gone for four day, five days and you're on Lonely Girl TikTok. Well, I don't know how I ended up there, but I'm just thinking. There's a Lonely this. Girl TikTok. 
I don't know. Or like boyfriend away for Wait, the weekend what were TikTok. You gonna, what were you gonna say? Because well, there's this one girl talking about like how much she enjoys like when her boyfriend goes away for a weekend, like if it's like a golf trip or whatever, because she was like, Yeah, I can just lay on the couch with my belly out, bloated and just belly fart. Out. Just <laughs> and peace. peace. And not blame it on the dog. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't have a dog to blame, but like, I love that. I was just like, that is so relatable. That is so funny. Like, you don't have to like suck in and like pretend like you, yeah, I get that. It's so funny and just like veg out without any judgment. Not that he judges me, but whatever. Uh, That is actually, okay. I thought that lonely girl TikTok would be TikTok for girls who are lonely and wish they weren't. Well, I'm sure that side of TikTok does exist. That definitely exists. That's that's the TikTok I was on. It. yeah okay maybe okay. lonely girl was the wrong word but no um i i failed my time i made sure that i had I things to do <laughs> i don't have things in the calendar i don't think i can go back to asope Why? ever again okay so i spent the day on newbury street one of the uh saturday and i went into asope because at work we have asope in the bathroom and i felt I know, like i love it i just got my mom's like birthday mother's day oh birthday birthday like set from package her, i love the way it smells it's sm- well which one you, i get the mandarin i don't remember the I, new spa one i have no i only i only know one scent it's the mandarin one because it's what's in the bathroom at work and i was like i deserve to have this in my home like is ridiculously it, expensive is soap. it like 30 40 dollars a bottle yeah whatever minor business um but yep. so i went newberry street and i got it it was in and out so quick he puts my uh soap in a little cute bag like it's like a fabric cloth yeah bag. yeah and he goes i'm gonna spray this with our new like cologne or whatever yes no no mothballs i hate it i hate it uh, so he sprays it and i i i didn't i didn't smell it or whatever i just left kept shopping whatever i get home and i'm like ew what is this smell why does it smell like mothballs and i realized it's it's my bag it's my soap and i was like oh my god this guy contaminated my soap so what oh, no. i did was sunday i no. i went to seaport and i went to the a soap location in seaport and i and i told them i told them the story i was like your cologne smells like mothballs and and now and i literally i preface this with like hi I have OCD and I will not use this soap anymore because it's now tainted with your cologne. Can I have it? But they spray it on the outside of the bag. No, inside. He sprayed it on the inside. Maybe that's where he went wrong. Dumbass. Okay. Um, I have a lot of follow-up questions. (laughs) I think the main one is I'm like embarrassed because, okay, so I went to ASOP the other day and I walked in. I was like, it's my mom's birthday. I want to get like a fun like candle, like soap set, like whatever. Yeah. So I got all this stuff. And then she is like, and I always ask her, I'm like, what is your signature? Like when you, you know, when you first walk in and it smells so good. I'm like, yeah. what is the signature? She's like, it's this candle. I get it for my mom. And then she says, by the way, we just got this brand new perfume <gasps> that just came in. Oh, it's definitely what he sprayed. Hang on. <laughs> and she goes, it just came in. <laughs> and I go, okay, fantastic. She was like, do you want me to spray some like on the outside of the bag? And I was like, definitely. I like, I smelled it. And I was like, that is the best thing I've ever smelled. Oh I leave God. the store and Michael like picks me up and I'm like, we're in the car and I'm like, oh my God, this is the most amazing smell I've ever smelled. Like, I don't know what is going on, but this just smells so good. And he was like, 
like, what is it? Is it the soap? I was like, no, no, I don't think it's the soap. I think it's the perfume that they sprayed on the outside. It smells so good. I was so obsessed with it. I went back the next day. I was like, this is the best scent ever. Like, I need to know like, what it is. And she gave me the name. I'm trying to remember what it is. And I was like, it's amazing. Do you have like a tester so I can like try it for a few days before I buy it? Cause it's like $250 or something. And I was like, let me give it a few days. So I sprayed it like on my wrist. And on my neck and all day, I was like, I smell so freaking good. We went to Moo that night and I was sitting there and I was like, I can't get over how good this smells. I've never smelled like this before. I'm so happy. And my, my family was like, we get it. <laughs> but like the waitress was like, oh my gosh, what, like, what is that? And I feel like people liked it. It didn't smell like mothballs. Oh, but now I I'm like very, very, it. very concerned that the scent that you seem to hate is the one that I love. Because I'm literally planning on going back this week and buying it to like Oh my God, wear. don't wear it around me. Really? I hate, Shannon, I went to see Portland. I walk in, I go, hi, I have OCD and I can't use the soap now because it like, smells like I'm just like shocked to my core. Wait, I need to, hang on. <laughs> what is going on? You have it with you? You want me to smell it right now? I don't know. That smells bad though. I don't like that. I love it. No. It's it so like, fascinating. It doesn't smell like mothballs to me though. It's so fascinating that what upset. smells good to one person can smell like garbage to another. That is just very funny because I've never heard that before. Like I think it's like an earthy. I didn't even know they had perfumes or colognes. I know. I don't know. Oh, very, I should stay in their lane. Just keep with the soap. No, I disagree. I think it smells like way better than like Santal. I think it smells just as good as my Baccarat. Like I'm obsessed with it. Really? Yes. You're not going to be able to hang out with me anymore. Cause all I'm Apparently. Do... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Anyways, you went to the talks this weekend. Oh my God, I did. Shannon. Okay. I'm, I'm not your average influencer. Clearly not. I'm hardly an influencer, but I'm going to tell you the things that I wish I knew going into it. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start with, they tell you not to eat or drink anything 30 to 60 minutes prior. I thought you were going to say 30 to 60 days prior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 30 to 60 hours prior. Yeah, totally. No, minutes. And I, okay, and this will make sense later. This is just based on my experience. I would say that's not enough. I, oh. would, I waited two hours prior. And I'm glad I did. I wish I waited more. Like I Wait. ate two hours before. Okay, but why do they? So I just don't really know. Because they push on your stomach. So for those of you that don't know that didn't oh, see. Yeah, so <laughs> this is basically Gail went this weekend to get lymphatic, 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 lymphatic drainage. drainage done, which I don't really honestly even know what that is. But you know it's how like you gua Like wellness like vibe and you're like draining out the toxins, like something like that. But I yes. don't actually know the process. So Anyways, you went in to get it done and they say that you're supposed to wait 30 to 60 minutes beforehand to eat because they're pushing on your stomach. Yes. And so this is, uh, it's full I body. should preface. Yes, it's full body. Um, they just opened up their location in Back Bay on Clarendon Street. It's right off of Newberry Street, but mm -hmm. they have locations in California, Texas, New York, Arizona, Florida, and Nevada, and now Massachusetts. Um, but so if you don't know what a lymphatic drainage massage is, is basically... You know what lymph nodes are. You have lymph nodes in your neck. Yes. You have lymph nodes in your groin area. You yeah. have lymph nodes in your armpits and in your stomach, like lower stomach, like mm -hmm. below your belly button. And so when when you're gua shaing your face, you, they tell you to drag it down your neck because right. you're draining the water 
and fluid down into the lymph node so that you can actually properly drain it. And if you don't drain it, it can actually be quite painful if it's like stuck in your face. I don't it know if you like ever... toxins that are like stuck in your face. Yeah, or just water in general. And so the good thing about a lymphatic drainage massages is that you can, you know, flush water retention, reduce bloating, increase your metabolic rate, get rid of excess toxins and cleanse your colon. And so- Wait, wait, so then they drain it to your lymph nodes, but then like, where does it go from there? How does, it's a great question. how does it exit your body? Just poof, it's gone. It's just gone. I don't know how any other virus or bacteria. Okay. Go, it just goes. Right. It just it just goes. Or maybe air. the lymph nodes like know how to properly process it and make it like exit your body through like your pee or sweat, yes. Sweat oh, you or do something. sweat and pee. You sweat it yeah, out. you okay. sweat and pee that it makes out. Sense. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Beautiful. I'm connecting the dots it's as we all go. All making sense. This was my first one, so I honestly didn't know what to expect. But because I just completed a parasite cleanse, my functional coach had told me to get this because she was like. When you do parasite cleanses, like it's it's normal to hold more water than normal. And so I was like, bet, like I'm going to get one. And it was just perfect timing that the talks just open up a location. And so they're doing grand opening specials right now. You can save some money if you guys book your appointment. I, I don't know how much longer they're doing it. So I recommend either calling and asking or just booking it ASAP. But um, I went in. I had no idea what to expect full body but like I didn't know what that meant like this isn't a normal massage and so it's a completely black room she puts me on this table you're I'm just wearing underwear vulnerable whatever it's black I can't see anything yeah (laughs) scared and alone and vulnerable and I get (laughs) into naked and afraid I get into this this black bed everything's black even their toilet paper in the bathroom is black their toilet is black everything there is black it's a mood it's a vibe it's me it's a nightclub it's a nightclub yes and so she lays down and the first thing they do is they work on your legs. And I, I did not expect that. I thought she was going to start with your stomach, but what the hell do I know? And so she's, I'm not kidding, Shannon, going to town on my legs. And I was like, holy shit. I knew it was going to be uncomfortable, but I didn't know that it was going to be that uncomfortable and actually kind of painful. And so it was the most painful part, the legs out of the whole experience. Um, so they do the whatever technique aggressive as fuck honestly a workout is it like a massage does it feel no. like what does it feel no. like they're like i don't know what they're doing like chopping up your legs with their like is it like karate chops no like no what? like they're like rubbing it but it's like not in like a normal massage motion i don't know i feel like maybe watch a youtube video i don't know how to explain it my eyes were closed i wasn't looking yes. but it it felt like she was going to town like it it sounded like it felt like she was tired like like her arms were probably tired. okay yeah and so and then after they go over every body part they go over with a machine that's supposed to like honestly i don't freaking know the machine doesn't hurt or whatever but i think it's supposed to like tighten skin and like help with oh so after they go over with their hands they go over with the machine yes okay and then so she moves on to my stomach. And at this point, I'm like ready to throw up. I was like, holy shit. I wish that I I didn't eat. Like, I wish I just didn't eat lunch. Like, I would have been better off not doing it. Why? Because it's just like uncomfortable, like having food in your stomach. Yeah. And like she was pressing on. And I will preface this with she did say at the beginning, because I think she could tell that I was in pain. She was like, oh, like, do you want me to lighten the pressure? And I was like, 
no, beauty's pain, whatever you got to do to drain it. And then when I told my experience to my coach, she was like, Abby, that's not normal. Like she was like, this should be like a gentle experience. So like, I don't know what's going on. Like if, if I should have just told her to be more gentle, maybe I'm just sensitive and toxic. I don't know. Like maybe I had a lot going on in my body that needed to get out and it was just painful. But, um, she gets to my stomach and then she does my arms and I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, Oh my God, we're done. Thank God. Oh my God, it's over. And meanwhile, I hear in the background, only want to touch your body. Only want to touch by Dylan Francis while oh. she's literally going to town on my body. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is horrible. And then she goes, okay, now I'm going to lift the sheets up and I'm going to look away and I want you to flip. And I was like, flip. Oh. And so she did the same thing to the back of me, like the back of my legs, the back of my back. That part was actually quite nice. The back of my arms. And then she's doing my legs and I was like, okay, she is literally like, we are, we are friends now. Like she's been all up in my legs, stomach, armpits, all that. I was like, you know, I've been home alone this weekend. I was like, massage my butt. Please just <laughs> massage my butt. Like she was right there. She didn't touch my butt. I was disappointed. Oh, I was like, what? You're just gonna, I feel like you gotta even it out. Yeah. I get you know? that. Yeah. So Whatever. She finishes going to the back and then I'm just like standing there at the end. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, <laughs> what did I just sign up for? And so they, they send you before and af after photos. If you guys want, if you guys want to see them, DM me because honestly, I think my biggest thing with this was I went into, I went into it with too high of expectations. I think if you go into a lymphatic massage, hoping like you're going to look like you lost five to 10 pounds. Like that's, it's just, that's not realistic. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So like proper expectations. is Yes. Important. Like did my stomach look different? Yes. A thousand percent. But did I look like a brand new person? No, but I don't think you're supposed to. It's like any of these like wellness trends that are big right now. Um, like cool, like cold plunging, mm -hmm. lymphatic drainage, um, infrared sauna. I think that, there is all this hype about all of these things that are good for you um, that people are trying out, which I think they're all good things. It's all ways to like eliminate toxins and, um, you know, stimulate um, the creation of brown fat, um, you know, accelerate metabolism, dry brushing, like all this stuff is really, really good um, for opening up drainage pathways. But I think the biggest caveat is that consistency is key. And the yes. thing that sucks is that while a lot of these things might be affordable to do once or twice, the amount that you have to do them to see results is just astronomical. Like I went to an infrared sauna place and I got an infrared sauna. In so Boston? I, yeah. Um, like a few months ago. And do you remember where? What it, it was called? The place closed. Like they ended up moving really? to a different location. It was sad. I, I have a, on the market. If anyone has a place, let me know. I'm on the market for another because I really did like it. However, infrared sauna they say you should do it one to two times a week, a week, a week to really notice the benefits. And it's $50 per session. So you're so talking it's $100 like $100 a week. Yeah. Like a really lot. like 50 to $100 a week. Like I could get a personal trainer for $100 a week um, for infrared sauna. Yeah. And you're in there for like 25 minutes and it's a sauna. I mean, yeah, it's like a fancy sauna, but it's just yeah. a sauna. So then they're like, you really have to go one to two times a week to notice the benefits of infrared sauna and like all the drainage and like the like accelerated metabolism and stuff. Like if you just go once a month, like you're really not going to see the benefits. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of that stuff is similar where 
like the, you know the normal people of the world like us can yeah. probably get away with going every now and then but you see like these celebrities they're probably going every day where they probably have this shit in their house and they can do it so frequently that they're like yeah. oh my gosh I totally see the benefits when they're on like the skinny confidential talking about it but it's like yeah, bitch, you're going like twice a week or exactly. you're getting lymphatic massages done once a week. So it is going to yeah. have this crazy effect on you. There's definitely a lot of internal benefits of a lymphatic drainage massage. But I think if your only concern is aesthetics wise, I think it's probably not the right massage for you because it's not cheap. And I mean, I just, I don't know. My coach said like she did not have that experience. And, you know, Gabrielle, she yeah. she got it in New York and she also didn't have that experience oh, either. interesting. So I was like, hmm, I need to go back and like maybe ask yeah, them to tone else. it down. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I'm glad I went. Give I'm glad I tried a new, a new thing. You tried a new thing too this weekend. Oh, yeah. They opened up a speakeasy in Seaport. I so. love that. I went there. I'm like, what is it called? <laughs> it starts with a B. Bar bar barracuda. <laughs> um, barracuda. See, barracuda, barracuda. Same thing. I'm you walk not in, and it has this like diner type vibe, like walk up window, like fast food vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's this door that like leads to another room, and you walk in, and it's a bar, and it's like 1950s meets like. Mexican cuisine meets diner meets speakeasy. Very interesting vibe in there, but it was fun. Did you and eat there or just drink? We just drank. So we oh. went to, it was, we literally went there at like 5.30 PM on Friday. So it's like everyone was there for like after work drinks yeah. and it was definitely popping busy, like hard to even find a place to sit. But oh, like, wow. there's no windows in there because it's like speakeasy vibes. Oh. Um, it was cool. It was a cool vibe. I liked it. I would definitely go back. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun in the summer. I'm a big proponent for any new bars opening up in Seaport because I feel like you do the rounds and you're like, all right. We I know we've been new. everywhere in Seaport. Like, also, it's like, you know, there's Lucky's Lounge and it's like, we need, <laughs> we need something more, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm a <laughs> Mexican's in my top three. So I, I think we should go back and actually eat there. Yeah, because the food looked good. It on their does. Story. I know. And and Michael said that they don't take reservations. But then when we were there, we asked, and he was like, "No, no, we do. Or we're booking like two weeks out." It's probably one of those like secret speakeasy things where they say they don't take reservations, but then they like but, do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But other than that, um, I am just like trying to survive. My room is just a pile of like different clothes. clothes, and there's a system in my head that works, but it wouldn't make sense to anyone else. Like, what if you is walked it? in to my house, you think like, "Oh, like." Hot mess. Like that that's the vibe that you'd get. But in reality, it, it is a hot mess, but it's a like there's one pile of clothes that's stuff that I just washed that I just didn't put away. <laughs> and then there's another pile of clothes that's my winter stuff that I'm trying to like move out of my apartment right now. So yeah. like make way for my summer clothes. There's another pile of summer clothes that I just brought in that I haven't hung up yet. And then there's a third pile of like stop miscellaneous like clothes from all my business travel that I haven't decided if it's dirty or clean yet and it's just <laughs> sitting there on the floor you haven't decided if it's dirty so and I'm probably just gonna wash it all if it's been on an airplane it's dirty okay that's, yeah that's my personal theory because I'm a germaphobe well I pack stuff sometimes for my trips and I don't wear them but it touched it touched the it inside touch, of a plane it didn't touch the inside of a plane it was the air it, it was it was in my suitcase for 2 hours on a plane i wish that was how my brain worked i'd save myself a lot of <laughs> honestly a lot of laundry i don't know i'm like tr really trying to get my shit back together because 
it has been, I knew going into the month of April that, or honestly into the month of like March that I was like the next two months are going to honestly be very draining. And I think I'm just thankful that officially I have a little bit of a break, like until I go to New York city in a few weeks, Mm -hmm. I'm like good to go. So I'm very thankful for that because as I love traveling, like I'm a big proponent for like getting on a plane, last minute trips, et cetera. But something about doing a lot of travel during the week, like for work and then also doing things on the weekend. I feel like I've just been very disoriented because typically you either like do a lot during the week and then use your weekends to like get back, like your life back in order, or you're doing all these crazy things on the weekends. And then you have like your week to get back into a routine. I feel like I haven't had either in so long that I just don't, I don't remember like even what my routine is. Like, I don't remember the last time I had a morning routine. I don't remember the last time I got up and like, you know, journaled in the morning or meal prepped or went grocery shopping or went for a run or worked out. Like I haven't done any of those things for two months. Cause I kind of told myself, I was like, you're going to be so busy and exhausted. You're not going to have time for that stuff. Just like live to survive, right. not to thrive. Like was like Sometimes my Sometimes that's what you have to do. And I did. And like, I was like, all right, like head down, like eye on the prize, just like go through it, get through each of these like, you know, trips that you have and like, it's going to be okay. But then along the line, you're like, okay, I've been eating, um, you know, takeout and eating out like every single meal the last like month and a half. I've been drinking like Starbucks coffee, which isn't great. I've been, you know, going out like drinking, like not like, I guess not problematically, but (laughs) you're like on a work trip. And I was like at like a conference and after the conference, like you're you're having like cocktails, like talking to clients. You normally wouldn't during the week. Exactly. Cause you're like out with clients and stuff. So you're having like cocktails here and there like during the week, which I usually never do. And all of that like adds up so much eventually. And you're like, Oh, I don't remember the last time I like went stepped foot into a gym and I'm like, all right, I want to use like the next, like the next month or like the rest of April and the month of May to truly like get back into it and feel like my apartment's clean. My life is organized. Like I'm getting up in the morning. Like I'm working out, like prioritizing my health, cooking for myself. And I feel like you don't realize how much that stuff matters until you don't have it anymore. And you're like, I just like crave a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, I'm going to need you to get your, get your apartment together because it's your turn to host dinner party night. Very true. My apartment doesn't look bad. The apartment always looks good. Just your room. My room is just close the door. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what it is? I will, I will die on this hill. I'm not a messy person. I don't bring food into my room. I don't like doing, I don't like leave like gross like hair. It's literally all clothes. But if you were just like the outside person walking in, you'd be like, oh, that, that bitch is dirty. <laughs> that bitch is dirty. <laughs> Anyways. You're making do with what you have. Yeah. This, we're doing the best we can. It's probably your smallest closet you've had in a few years. No? Yes. It's tea. Yeah. And yeah, my sister is like, she's like, listen, I don't have an issue with the shopping, but there's nowhere, like there is no home for these clothes. Like you need to figure your shit out. She says she has no problem with your shopping. She's like, I have no problem with your shopping other than the fact that like you don't have a house uh, to put it clothes. all. Yeah. You can star an Easty. Yeah, that's true. In Just, my 600 square feet apartment. <laughs> between the, ton between the two of us, we have like 1200 square feet. Yeah, I have a storage <laughs> unit that's filled to the brim. Oh, see, I'm scared of that because you can get a storage unit for my apartment. In your I'm apartment so- building? Yeah, but you can rent. But then I'm scared that all of a sudden it's like you're paying all this money for for what? Wait, how much are they? Like probably like hundred bucks a month or like one fifty or something. Interesting. I wonder how much we pay for ours because it'd be so much more convenient going to your apartment than Easty. Just you, put it in my. Just put my unit oh, in your name. Oh, that's a good <laughs> in your one. building. Okay, 
I like it. I don't know. I'm just I'm just finessing because Boston uh, storage units aren't cheap. No, it's cheaper for me to be in Newton than it is in the city. There are so, and when I first moved to Boston, I was like, why is there so many random like storage units around the city? Now you know. And now I'm like, oh, it's because no one has any freaking space. Room. It's literally crazy. It's the price you pay for living in the city. It's true. All right, let's dive into grunt. Drunk, <laughs> drunk deeds. Sophia Richie. It happened. The royal wedding. Everyone kept saying that. So why does she get the title of the royal wedding? Is it because he's British? She's, and it's like the whole. Oh, like, you know classy. what? Because like a lot of celebrities get married, and trust me, I love Sophia Richie. I think she is classy and elegant and beautiful. But I'm also like, people get married all the time. Like, why is everyone saying this is the royal wedding? Um, one because I feel like it's. Like the real royal wedding wasn't ours to claim. I feel like the, Sophia is ours to claim. She's she ours. Is our royal. She, she's our it girl. Okay. And you know, I feel like not a lot of celebrities like do a lot of celebrities get married. Yeah, but a lot of them don't showcase them. Like a lot of them do it private little backyard That's ceremonies true. in secret. And homegirl got married in the south of France. Like this was a nice wedding. Oh, getting married nice. in the south of France would be. A true dream. Hotel du Cap Eden Rock. <laughs> Rock. In Antibes. <laughs> I have no idea if I said any of that right. I was like, did you Google how to pronounce it? No, I just it winged sounded, it. It kind of sounded like weirdly spot on. I wung it. People people listening are like, no, it didn't. <laughs> In my mind, it did. Uncultured. Um, literally. Um, if you guys want to stay at this hotel, it's too bad because you can't. I, oh. I did some due diligence. I was just curious how much a night costs there. It's actually not that like it's comparable to a night at the one hotel in Miami. Okay. Like it's 2K. like, it, oh, like, or like 1500 off season, off, off season. season. One hotel. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I should, I I'm should like, oh, like $5,000. So like maybe 1300, like 1, okay. It was 1300, the cheapest one. However, I was scrolling through 2023, 2024 and 2025. Okay. 2024 and 2025 are completely booked. That's wild. The only availability they had was in, October of 2023 for one week. That's it. And that's what, how much the price was. I don't even, I don't know what France is like in October. I don't know if that's off season, peak season. I have no idea, but I have a feeling that their rates could be much more than 1300. I'm sure. in like in the summer, the spring, spring, summer, or, yeah, summer or like early summer, like right now. Yeah. Between June, I'm sure is just like ridiculous. Like I doubt her guests were paying $1,300 for a night. There. No, it's definitely extremely expensive. Yeah. That's like, ugh, that. that is a dream though. I think about that, the south of France, because like you wouldn't have a lot of people go, but I feel like it would just Looked be like a lot. It would just be, went. well, for her, but for, yeah, but for the rest Normal of us, people. Yeah. it would just be perfect. Like a good amount of people and it's such a beautiful location. If you, I know you want a city wedding, but if you were to do a not city wedding, would you do um, destination wedding? Maybe. I never used to think I was a destination wedding gal because- in my mind, I always thought destination meant like you go to like a tropical island, which I think those are beautiful. Um, it's just not necessarily us. Your vibe. Like it's not our vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's not who we are. So, but then a few years ago, one of my coworkers was going to get married in Paris. And I thought that was just like the most like elegant, classy, like cool vibe. Yeah. She didn't end up doing it because of COVID. So she ended up oh, having it sucks. local um, to her, but it was going to be in Paris. And I was like, if I were to do a destination wedding, I would definitely do something like that. Like in France. In Paris. Okay. Even in Paris or not like France. So that's Just why France. I'm like, all right, South of France. Would you do a destination wedding? 
Um, I think if I did, it would be Italy and that's it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. But, um, so she married Elliot Grange. Yeah. I had no idea who he was up until now. Did you know him? I've like, I do, but I feel like he's just one of those people that's like big in the industry. And I was like, what does he actually do? Like, I know he's like, a. Is he a Nepo baby? I'm oh, yeah. Okay. He's son of Universal Music Group CEO. Mm. Lucian? 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 Ciao. Scusi. Lucian? Lucian? I don't know. Peter? <laughs> Peter, See, you're, Peter. Not, you're not up on your UK lingo? No, not at all. Lu- Lucian. 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 I want to say Lucian. Lucian? Lucian? Anyways. I Anyways. think we should move on. <laughs> I think we should settle this once and for all. <laughs> Thank God Peter's here. Why are we here. debating it when we really have no idea? Anyways, no Anyways idea. he's his son. He's the son of a big shot. Um, he actually, Elliot, not the big shot. Well, Elliot is a big shot of his own. But Elliot actually attended Northeastern University in good oh. old Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Beautiful. And then... After graduation, he moved to LA and that's when he launched um, his own record label called 10K Projects. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I'm pretty sure he signed uh, X9 something artist. Okay. I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure they are on the label. Don't quote me. But I just think- Sounds correct. (laughs) I just think Sophia, you know, she made her TikTok debut for this specifically oh. like she did not have a tiktok account so she prior. waited she waited until this moment absolutely and and i just think like she's the definition of elegance minimalist i mean did you see her outfits and her makeup yeah she definitely dresses the part like i don't think she oh. i will say back when she was like dating lord disick and <gasps> i forgot and about that was like a, kind of a quasi car jenner she didn't have the vibe that she has today but she definitely looks very like put together wait breakfast at tiffany's-esque now she was didn't that used a, to look like that at all though. was that a real relationship yes with, they, they were together for like three years wait why did i completely black that out how d- wow scott disick is probably kicking himself first Courtney now Sophia true yeah that's a good both point. married and he's just like I know but not. I do think that while he was with Sophia he always loved Courtney you know I feel like that's part of why 100%. they couldn't work it out I don't actually know so don't come for me on that one but I'm pretty sure that that had something to do with them breaking up okay but like plus the fact that she was literally 19 when they dated I have a feeling <laughs> her family probably would have disowned her if they were like yeah do you want to, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? They would have been like, no. I know. <laughs> and it was kind of like a thing, I think for a while, her dad, I think he, she said he was fine with it, but I don't know. He's like 40 with like multiple children and like a co-parenting it, situation with like the Kardashians. And she was like a 19 year old girl that was, had no idea what she wanted. But I feel like she's kind of like coming to her own. She's like, all right, like this is my vibe. She had this like really nice wedding. She's happy. She's moved on. She seems like she's in a healthy relationship. Obviously, we don't know anything about the relationship, but nothing. She seems happy, which if she's happy, you know, you're happy. I, I'm happy. I really am. I will say <laughs> there was an interesting comparison of her and Haley Bieber. Oh, and oh yeah, I guess their vibes were similar, like the Lacey. Well, not even that, but her get ready with me. So she posted a couple get ready with me's, um, getting ready for like whatever the rehearsal dinner welcome party whatever it was event leading up to the wedding yeah and we all remember i mean it's been a meme it's died down since but there was a 
get ready with me TikTok maybe of Hailey Bieber putting on like a dot of concealer. Yeah. Like a dot of blush and then some lip gloss. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And it's like, and she got so much shit for that. And it's like, it's not her fault. She has beautiful skin. She doesn't need makeup. But Haley got put through so much shit for that, like, get ready with me. But then Sophia does the same thing. And everyone's like, queen, slay, gorgeous, naturally beautiful. Yeah. It just goes to show that you can create whatever narrative you want in your head if yes. you like or hate someone. Exactly. Have you ever seen a girl do something but it's like she's like just like this really sweet great girl and she says something and you're like oh my god she's just being so funny and like genuine and then some like bitch that you hate says this could say the same thing and you're like like she was like definitely just trying to get attention and like blah blah like yes it's just it doesn't matter people have made up their opinions and they will if it doesn't fit your narrative you're gonna disagree with it yeah like alex earl and Haley bieber could say the exact same things for 30 days and people would find a way yeah. To twist it so that everything Alex Earl says is perfect and everything Haley says is like she's the devil, the even though they said Satan. the exact same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I just I thought it was know. it was interesting. I don't I don't think we should shit on a celebrity for choosing to not, not wear, wear a lot of makeup. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's such it a weird, a weird thing. People to shit just on. get so weird. And in the end of the day, like whatever, right? Like people are gonna say shit about whatever you do. And I think it's bizarre to hate on someone for not because then they then they make fun of the Kardashians for wearing too much makeup so it's like yeah you can't win what do we what do we do you can't win um all right Megan Trainer, um under like a little bit of fire for apparently saying fuck teachers on her podcast (laughs) yeah so she has a podcast like everyone else in America called working on it and she had Trisha Paytas on her podcast. Okay. Which if you know Trisha Paytas, she is very controversial, problematic, whatever. And she basically was defending herself. Well, not defending herself, but kind of giving a backstory on how she said what she said. And she was saying, I had Trisha Paytas on the podcast and I knew her history with teachers and I knew my husband's history with his teachers and I was bullied by some teachers. So in that moment, I got angry and said, F teachers, F those specific human beings back in the day. And so I guess. Okay. So she was more so trying to say like, screw those people that, you know, told me I would never amount to nothing or something. I don't. Yes. Something. I don't know exactly what the history was between Trisha, her husband or Megan. I have no idea. I don't. I'm not sure if she went into it. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I know a lot of people are offended. Um, Rightfully so. I think I think there the thing is is that there's bad people in every profession. There's good cops, there's bad cops, there's good doctors, there's bad doctors, there's good teachers and there's bad teachers. But yeah. I think to classify teachers in general as you know, fuck them, like whatever, is just it's Yeah. Not right. It's also because <sighs> Yeah, I think I think you can't say that. <laughs> no, you absolutely <laughs> like, can't. be like F nurses or like the people that are. At the end of the you. day, teachers have to sit there like raising our snotty nosed little kids every single day, <laughs> making not a, nearly enough money. They're told they have to get their masters, go into a ton of debt, and then like take care of our kids all day. And then the way that like the education education system is set up these days with like the helicopter parents, mm-hmm. you like can't you know, give a kid a bad grade or like reprimand them because the parents are going to sit down and be like, how dare you talk to my little, 
you know, Johnny that way. When in reality, like Johnny might be Johnny's a, a little, little bitch boy. He yeah. might be a little shithead. Johnny deserves to sit in the corner, but like, God forbid, because yeah. Johnny is a little, you know, angel to his parents. I feel like it's really hard to be a teacher right now. So absolutely. I have so much respect for everyone that I know that's a teacher. And she even said this was, I felt like almost contradicting herself because in another quote, when she was apologizing, she said, I was fired up because we were talking about how sending your kids to school here in America is so horrific. What all of us have to go through, but especially teachers is not normal and not okay. So you're saying you're fired up because you have to send your school. Like, I get why you're afraid to send your kid to school in America. But at the end of the day, your child needs an education. If you want to homeschool your kid, that's your prerogative. But don't say fuck teachers because they're giving your child an education. Your teachers aren't the one shooting up schools. So I, I, I just think I'm going to chalk it up to her being pregnant and hormonal. I I I don't think she's a bad person at the end of the day. I really don't. Yeah. I think she just had a moment of weakness. I don't know. I feel like it's tough as a podcaster ourselves. You say stupid shit sometimes, but there's also this thing called editing. Yeah. So I just don't know how it actually made it on, but she apologized. She can't take it back. So... Hopefully yeah, she learns from it. Definitely. This isn't the first time that um, Megan Trainor has said some. Oh, really? Slightly. Well, I, the thing is, I think she's probably a good, like, I think she's probably a good person, has like, a good, good heart. And I like the, she's obviously been very vocal about, you know, body positivity since she first came on the scene with all about that base, like, I don't even know, like 10 years ago or whenever that was. I don't dislike her. I just think like anything, like you're under the public eye for long enough, you're going to say something Mm -hmm. somewhat controversial. But I do remember like years and years and years ago when she first came out with all about that base, um, she was in an interview with entertainment tonight and she said something about like, she, this is a quote by her, not not me, but she said, you know, she was growing up as a chubby girl in school, being rejected by crush, um, by her crushes after because of her weight, um, and then she just went on to talk about like how hard that was. But then she says, um, they were like, did you ever had an eating disorder? And she's like, no, I never had an eating disorder. I wasn't strong enough. Like what? basically like almost kind of complimenting having, I don't know. It was, That's and again, weird. probably totally taken out of context because you can never really judge what you read off of just one interview. And I do think that she has done a lot of things for the body positivity movement, but I remember Is that because that, she had to do damage control though? Or was she doing body positivity before she made that comment? No, I mean like all about that base was all about like, you know, um, trying to, you know, embracing your curves it. and like loving the fact that like maybe you're not a size two and that's okay. Like I, that was her whole thing. Got it. And then she was just in an interview, like giving a backstory on like herself and like growing up the way she did. But okay. like, I just didn't love that she said that. So I feel like she's like let, had a few Freudian slips <laughs> in the past, which again, I if that. I was under constant public scrutiny, I'm sure I would have, I'm sure we all would say something we didn't mean if you're just constantly being like picked apart by the media yes. you know yes it is what it is okay well if you guys listened to last week's episode you guys heard the amazing story of shannon's high school cheating boyfriend finding his happily ever after Truly. with the girl that he cheated on shannon with beautiful honestly a 10 out of 10 story if you guys haven't seen it go yeah. listen i thought it was cute it's also just like it's you know, 
it wouldn't be funny if it was like <laughs> someone that cheated on me like a year ago. I think it's yes. the time has passed. We can laugh. They about say it. that time heals all and, and time has true. healed. And I saw that and I was just like, oh, it's good content. Good content. But yeah. So obviously we posted a clip of that story onto our TikTok and obviously being the story that it is, it garnered a few few views and you know our tiktok does well when we get comments we don't yeah. get comments on everyone we'll get likes we'll get views but we don't always get comments but this particular tiktok it resonated with a, a lot yeah. of people people are like oh i've been there yes um which is so sad but this one person commented on our tiktok and she said so true. My husband cheated on every girlfriend from junior high up with me. We got together at 25 and have been married ever since. Exclamation point. LOL. And so obviously I had to reply back. And I was like, <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Like, I just don't understand why someone would, would gloat about that. And so she replied back and was like, only with me, though. We were meant to be, and he knew it. He always said he'd end up with me, and I thought he was crazy. Bitch, I think you're crazy. Wait, wait, wait. So she's basically saying that she dated a... She met this guy that was like a serial cheater, like cheated on every single person he'd ever dated, and then cheated with her probably on his last relationship. And then they end up... Being happily ever no. after. So she, they knew each other. They're probably like hometown okay. childhood friends. Yes. He was in other, from junior high up until post-grad, like yeah. post-college grad. He had other relationships, other things, other flings. And every girl that he dated, he cheated on with her. Oh, with her. With her. Oh, okay. I read the comment wrong note. I thought that she meant... He cheated on all of his and then significant her. others. Like at some point, he was just like a serial cheater, and then he met her. Well, and, he is a serial cheater, and he stopped, but, but always with her. Like yes, okay, what? And so I thought that was just such a weird flex, and I, I just, you know, the saying: if they cheat with you, they'll cheat on you. There's just so much to unpack. <laughs> Holy shit. I like didn't realize that. So he's dated like girls throughout his life. From and junior always, high. And he always cheats with this one girl. Yes. But then it begs the question like, why wouldn't he just go for you earlier? Then? Exactly. And if he's saying like, he always said he'd end up with me, like would end up with me and I thought he was crazy. What was stopping him in middle school, high school and college? Like, oh, if you were meant to be. I... I'm never going to, I guess, <laughs> I'm never going to like judge. I think one thing I always try to do is never judge the person who's not in the relationship because like, sure, like it's not their responsibility and everyone has their shit and whatever, like his relationships were. Yeah, he's the problem. He's the problem, right? So she liked this guy, like whatever, that's you know, obviously, like I'm sure that she it's had frowned her, upon, but whatever. she had her reasons. I'm sure, but I just would be like, "How do you the not ick. feel like is he cheating on, cheating on me? Exactly. If he's on it with every relationship, and like, what makes maybe, you so different? But like, maybe the reason he was so into her all those years is because like she like you know like the whole, like you want what you can't have. Yeah. So he probably was like into the chase or. The fact that like he always had a thing for her, but she was never actually his. So then when you actually get back, when you actually get together and like the <coughs> sparks are gone, I would be nervous that he would do the same thing to me with some other girl. Right? 
You know, with like a Brittany or an Emily. Oh, fucking Brittany or Jessica. Emily. Oh, Jessica. Always. So like that to me is crazy that you could be so secure in the right. relationship. And like, she I do, seems so like not insecure at yeah. all. Like she was like well, good proud her, of him I, and their relationship. And I was just so confused because I was like, does she not know that like if they cheat with you, they'll cheat on you? It is interesting because every now and then you do hear stories about you know, couples where all the signs were there of like, all right, like they cheated with each other and it was like a big mess and it was like this secret you know, relationship and they screwed over their significant others. And then they weirdly like end up together Work and out. they're like madly in love 20 years later with kids and it's fine. For but I now. Feel like that is the exception. It's not the rule. Like, yeah. I don't think that like typically like that movie, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Right. Like mm -hmm. the, the whole premise is, girls make excuses and they're like, well, I knew a girl who, you know, the guy didn't call her back for three days. So he's not calling me back for three days. That's probably normal. When he rallied, like that was the exception. Like that's not the rule. Like usually right. if a guy doesn't call you for three days, he's not into you. So this is one of those things where I think sometimes we'll like hear these stories about maybe some guy that was a serial cheater and then he just like met the one and it like worked out or I guess he cheat was a serial cheater with the same girl and it worked out or whatever. But that is like probably a one in like a billion chance of happening. I and mean, like to your point, like who knows what would happen down the line. Again. Yeah. The night is still young. The like night we are still young. There is still time left to cheat. <laughs> like what? I just wouldn't, I, I wouldn't there be able to sleep at night. There's still time left. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep at It'd night. It'd be hard to not be like a little crazy. Do you believe in once a cheater, always a cheater? I don't know. I think, okay. So my, my thought process on this has always been that I think, I think there are some people that genuinely make mistakes. Yeah. One time. Mistake. Yes. Yes. Like that genuinely like make a mistake. They own up to it and they're like, this will never happen again. I really messed up. I don't think those people necessarily, like, unless they have a history, it's like looking at a criminal. Like, does this person have a history of committing violent acts? Like, have they been to, are they a repeat offender? Have they been to jail multiple times like, in and out of prison? Like, that's what I look for. So someone like messed up one time, like cheated on their, you know, high school girlfriend when they were long distance and they like ended things or like he, you know, whatever. I I don't want to say once a cheater, always a cheater in that situation without knowing more details. Or my other one is people who like make stupid decisions when they're between the ages of like 15 to like 21 or like 22 where like your brain's not fully developed and you're in college and you're drinking all the time and maybe you're in like a shitty toxic relationship. Like I know a lot of people that went through a lot of shit or like maybe like cheated when they were in college and mm -hmm. stuff. But then they've just like genuinely grown up and they're right. like, all right, like I'm over that. I'm not like going out, binge drinking, acting like an idiot. I'm getting my life together and I'm now like a loyal person. So I do think I've seen that. I think that there are people though, where like if you notice a trend and the person you are like interested in has cheated on their last like two girlfriends, two boyfriends, like, and it's, it, like it's a in post-grad life in post, like they're 20, you know, seven, 28, 29, 30, and it's just like a pattern of like, they always cheat on the person that they're dating and it's habitual. It's not just like a one-time thing. It's it's not just one girl. It's like multiple infractions or multiple like sketchy situations. I do think in those situations without heavy, heavy like immersion therapy, <laughs> I don't know if you can just like wake up one day and change. I think it's like part of who you are. And to be honest, like this might be controversial. So I don't know if I should like necessarily be so diagnosing good. people, 
But just like how I think some people have like some level of, you know, like mental health issues they deal with. I think that serial cheating, like some people, it's like a their mental DNA. health. Yeah. Like it's a mental health issue that I think people need to work out. And I think it has to do with probably some level of deep rooted, you know, insecurity and like maybe some level of like self hatred again, like not trying to judge anyone. But I think there's some deep shit going on there. I don't think yeah. it's just like, oh, you're dating someone that like, you know, isn't good enough or, you know, you're dating someone that you don't like anymore. Um, I also think that there's people out there who, you know, cheat to get broken up with. Like I've known girls before. Ooh, manipulative. Who they don't know how to end things. Like they date, a, they're dating a guy and it's been, you know, six months, it's been a year and they don't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. But instead of like sitting him down and being like, I don't love you anymore. I don't have love for you. I want to move on. There, it's easier to like start talking to someone new, you know, kind of develop feelings for someone new. And then the guy finds out and he breaks up with her. She doesn't have to deal with it. I think that was a very fair assessment. I feel like you nailed every possibility of the spectrum of cheating. I think there's... And I think I have to agree with you on all of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. What do you... Do you so I think our conclusion is it's, it's dependent on the scenario. It depends on the situation. But well, it, you used to be very much like once... Once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Like yeah. back in the day, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think I was very headstrong about it. Yeah, but yeah. I think I I think I'm more of an understanding person now, mm. and give people grace. You've really grown, have I? Yeah, you're full of like gro- grace, like empathy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't try to return, you know, soaps <laughs> or like. <laughs> hey, it smelled like mothballs. It defeats the purpose of the. Wait, I really have Mandarin. to know if you think I smell like mothballs right now. Like, I how think we should not- just take a walk over to a soap after this and just say, but "Give I'm me all your perfumes." Wearing, no, I'm literally wearing what is this? The smell that you smelled? Like, I just I need don't to know. Think so? It's not right. I don't think I've so, been wearing it, like and it. people <laughs> keep complimenting the way I smell. But I'm like, now are they just saying that? No, I don't think someone it's like would the day just be like, that oh I, my God, I love like how you smell. It's like the day that I wore the white eyeliner and no one said <laughs> anything. And I, and, and I was like, oh, maybe it's not noticeable. And you were like, no, it is <laughs> the first thing that I saw when I saw you. And I'm like, oh, so people hated it because and they probably just like didn't know what to say. You just go, I just oh. think, no, I uh, I said this now, then I'll say it again. I think white eyeliner is just one of those things where it's like, whoa, when you first see it. I think and you, then have you to get be, used to it. You have to be a type of certain type of girl to pull it off. I yeah. don't think, I don't think it was for my face. But I see these girls who wear it every day and they look gorgeous, and I'm like, good for you. That's amazing. I love that for them. I just like, I can't physically pull it off. But there are so many situations like that where you see someone like wearing an outfit or doing something that you like you don't love, and it's like, do you comment on it to make them feel better, or do you just like not say anything? <laughs> Don't say anything. You just don't do mean it. what you say and say what you mean. I know, but I wouldn't call or like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, what do you like? If your friend is wearing something that's just not, it's oh, not it. Like do you friends tell don't them let friends go out looking stupid in you, public. Do you tell them like, I don't like your outfit or do you say like, I think it depends hey, where they're going. Or do you just doing. not comment and let them just like be out there and everyone knows. You know, I think it truly depends. I think if they are going to an event or a first date or if you just really don't want to be seen in public with them like that, you say something. Yeah. Like my sister is so, 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 so good at like she will literally look me in the face and be like, that looks horrible. (laughs) But like and I love it. I love that she does that because she says what everyone's thinking. She's like, oh, you don't you don't look good. Like that doesn't 
that doesn't fit. It doesn't look good on you or like that color. No. Or that washes you out. But part of me is like, do I just like that she does it because she's my sister? And like, like, if I did it, would you feel the same way? Or no, I think like, I, I think. No, I think I would if you. But it would hurt your feelings. But you know what it is? No, actually, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it depends on your relationship with a person. Yeah. Like I think 100%. you and I have a friendship where we don't have to like question each other's motives. Yeah. You know, when you have those those friends where like you don't know if they're if they're saying because they don't want they don't you want to you to look better. Yes. yes. Like you have those friends who yes. don't want you to outshine them or. They're like, yeah, cut your hair. Like my friend, oh my God. when I was in high school that like, you know, convinced me to cut a bob and then it blatantly looked horrible and I got broken up with and it was just If like, your friend tells you to get a bob cut, she's lying and she actually hates you <laughs> and you should ghost her because friends don't let friends chop their hair. I'm sorry. Yeah, it has to be a personal decision. Like my sister just decided to chop her hair off and it was like a personal decision. I, I think it looks great on her. But Wait, if you want to chop? Bianca. Have you seen Oh my her? God, her no. She like Bianca, I love you. You probably slay. No, but she could just slay with anything. It just didn't work for me. Like it just, I can't explain. Wait, know. when did she get it chopped? Like recently. It's like a new oh thing. My God, it's like a whole see. new thing. Um, but it was like something she had been mulling over that she decided to do. I do. I do think that if your friend ever says to you, you should really cut your hair. Like that's she weird. is out to get you. Like there is some weird shit going on there. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's like some deep rooted jealousy. And you need to like cut ties immediately. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Drinks After Work. Oh, how do we go from this to I, that? I don't know. What a world. If what you guys world. like what you heard, follow us on Instagram. Instagram. It's at Drinks After Work underscore. Follow us on TikTok. Comment with us. Interact with us. I always comment back and screenshot it to <laughs> Shannon. So interact with us on TikTok. It's at Drinks After Work. No underscore. And if you're a girl. In the Boston area. Looking to make new friends and things to do. Oh, things to do. I missed that part. Join our private Facebook group. I can't do this anymore. People are literally like, if I didn't turn it off before, (laughs) I'm definitely definitely turning it off now. Link in bio. Love you guys. Bye. Love you.